It's like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, is Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And... Uh, this is going to be a shorter episode than usual, just because I got some crazy stuff going on this weekend. It is homecoming weekend, um, and I've got responsibilities that I must take care of. So we're jumping right into our review of this week's movie, The Fog. A quick reminder that our theme for this month is remakes. Um, these are uh, remakes that we've not seen of the original films, um, and we've seen the original films. And Corey and I are both big fans of John Carpenter's The Fog, right, Corey? Love it. And I thought when I was planning this, I was like, why not do the remake of The Fog? I did not at the time look at any of the critic scores or anything, mm. and I regret that wholeheartedly. I'm going to go ahead and drop a bit of a spoiler, not to the movie, but to our podcast, and say I think this might be one of the worst movies we've watched for this podcast. What do you think, Corey? Wholeheartedly agree. I imagine there's an F-bomb right here. Yes. I hated it with all my guts. Yeah, and I had a rough week this week, so squeezing this movie in was literally, I think, the only movie I've seen during the week, and it was not one I... I, I did get to watch good movies with my students, at least, because we watched The Big Sick, and we oh, watched... Yes. Right? And Butch Casting and the Sundance Kid this week, um, and so those were great, and it finished Empire Strikes Back, so three movies that I I, I like very much, but I had to watch this on my own time, and it was, it was not fun. Um, let's go through the stats before we get into our, our butchering of this very uh, horrible film that butchered a remake of an, a great, well, I don't want to say great, but I really like the 1980 Fog. Um, John Carpenter generally works for me, especially his 80s stuff, 70s, 80s stuff. And so uh, I, I enjoy that movie. This movie, holy hell, uh, did not enjoy. But the premise of The Fog from 2005, a uh, thick mist full of vengeful spirits haunts a prosperous island town off the coast of Oregon as its inhabitants try to learn their town's dark secret in order to stop it has a 27 Metascore, 3.7 IMDb user score. Uh, that means critics and people hate it, uh, and there's good reason. Uh, it stars Tom Welling, who is not a good actor, uh, but he is from, um, sorry, Tom Welling, but uh, Smallville was his big claim to fame. He was Superman there. Uh, Maggie Grace, uh, who I'm not really super familiar with. Selma Blair, who I realized I, in my head, think is better than she is. And this movie confirmed that. Uh, D. Ray Davis is, you know, he does stuff in this movie. Um, Kenneth Welsh, uh, Adrian Huff, Sarah Botsford, everyone else just gets less and less important. Um, directed by Rupert Wainwright, who has directed other gems such as Stigmata. And uh, I think, hold on, I think there's one other good one. Oh, he's got a lot of credits, but um, he directed this. He directed Stigmata, a bunch of TV stuff. Um bunch of oh oh that's right he directed uh blank check which is famously written by blake snyder who would then write the book how to uh not how to save a cat just save it save the cat um a book on screenwriting that i do use in my classes but bill uh, um just bought that book actually i was telling him about it because he's working on a project oh very cool it's a it's a really great book for uh kind of figuring out the formula for writing a screenplay um that said none of blake snyder's movies were any good only two of his 13 scripts that he sold were were made into films and those two movies are blank check oh. and stop or my mom will shoot um which is the stallone estelle getty vehicle which was 
a trash fire, uh, to say the least. But the point is, he's able to sell 13 scripts, even though only two of them ever actually made it to the big screen. He, he still made all that money for selling those scripts. So his formula works to sell a script. It doesn't mean it makes good scripts. Um, and of course, just knowing how to format and you know fill a formula does not inherently make a story good or entertaining. Um, that said, uh, let's talk about this remake. Um, if you obviously we went compare this to the 1980, although I've only seen the 80s version once, and so I was having a hard. I had actually pull up a Wikipedia and read the plot summary of the of uh, the first one so I could compare a little bit and see where the big changes were, because uh, this one seems so different, but. A lot of the actual story is the same. They do make a big change, I think, to the ending, um, and some of the characters, like their stupid they're, change. Yeah, and they make a oh, the ending is so bad, and a lot of the character connections are changed. Uh, they tried to make them more meaningful, but they're not. Um, if anything, they're less meaningful because they're connected together. Um, and the performances are not good. And there's all sorts of stupid, like contrived uh, things, like the whole boat party. At, with uh, with D Ray's character is so bad. I feel like the problem with this movie, the main problem, is that it's trying too hard to be sexy. It does kind of feel like it's trying to be sexy and trying well really badly. Yeah, I mean it is two thousand five, and you know I just, you know I'm just I was kind of thinking about two thousand five, and I was like, hmm, um, but. I like Selma Blair is awful in this movie yeah, she and is. she is trying so hard to be sexy and then like the boat party and like every there are no good performances in this movie yeah you know what I, we've already said what our initial thoughts are let's just get into spoilers so we can talk freely as as much <sighs> as we want uh just a heads up listeners Corey guys from here on out we're gonna talk about 2005's The Fog in great detail you've been warned yeah, we, this is already going to be a shorter episode than normal, and usually we talk for at least like 10 minutes about the movie, but there's nothing that I can say other than we both hate it. It's real bad, so we're just going to talk about everything that we want to talk about, because nothing is... I don't think there's a good thing in this movie. No. Like, usually there's at least some redeemable quality. Well, I feel like I feel like if you're going to take the chance and do a remake, that you should be like fleshing out the story in a good way or that maybe we have technology now that we that there wasn't at oh. the time the original was made you know what i mean yeah and that you're making it better that way i feel like you should be because i also john carpenter has quite the following yes. um maybe this movie isn't the best i think i've only seen it like three times but i love it um and i just think that when he gets atmosphere right it's just perfect um and there there was no atmosphere in this movie so i just don't really know why they decided to remake it yeah there's okay so the movie starts with uh, a weird slow motion like like sequence of like people burning which i thought was awful uh like it's in like it, technically it's in media res but it's not because it's like the story this is like the backstory prequel part of the story we're going to be in it's it's the murder that we're going to find out later takes place kind of thing but it's not it's it's framed so poorly we're like in all these tight shots and then it's in slow-mo and i think he even screams run yeah i wrote i, I my note says slow motion and then quotations run and then fallout boy now i want to i'm making that oh, as God. a joke but i actually do enjoy pop punk music and fallout boy has and technically i guess emo at this point in my life, I'm okay with liking this stuff. 
I didn't like Fall Out Boy when they came out. I do kind of like them now. They are, they're not a band I generally listen to. Like, I don't play, I'm going to listen to the Fall Out Boy album. But a lot of, like, stations that I listen to, Fall Out Boy comes on, uh, and I will, I will listen to it. And I don't, I don't need to skip it. And I enjoy several of their songs. Um, but it still has this, when you know you're in a horror movie and the opening song is Fall Out Boy, it is a little jarring. You know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, they're trying to be cool. Like, and like you said, trying to be sexy, right? Yeah. For that one song. (laughs) That was all of the yeah. money. I was like, are you real? Because I don't like Fall Out Boy. If they do, come on, I will change this channel. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, is this really how we're... And, you know, like, they're just trying to make her so cool. Yeah. I figured that they were going to change the fact that she's a single mom. Um, also, like, I don't remember every single detail from the first the original one and i know that they have leprosy in the original but i feel like they try to they they try to flesh it out way too much here like oh they got leprosy i believe they say from like chinese traders they they tried to make somehow they added 11 minutes of trash yeah it's a longer movie than the original and i didn't i didn't remember the leprosy part to be honest i i remember that's why pirates and stuff but yeah they wanted to live on that island that island yeah um and so and also a big the big change that you're kind of you know hinting towards like that the i don't know any of their names i don't want to know their names they're all bad the girl hitchhiker in this one she knows nick and they were in a relationship not yeah they were like in a, a relationship like a very serious relationship and she went like ran off to go do something else yeah it, it, she's not just a random hitchhiker which makes that scene even stupider yeah he, like, like hits on her and then it's like oh you're my girlfriend oops after he's like on his way to go like mac with selma blair's character yeah um that love triangle is fu- stupid it's sorry so stupid. yeah so dumb and, and it, also- it's barely even used like it's there they make it a thing and then it's not a thing it has no real stakes it doesn't have any consequences like nothing matters he doesn't suffer because of it and you know but i don't know um the in the original the bicentennial was a much bigger deal like the unveiling of the statues and stuff i don't even know if they mentioned that it's really the bicentennial in this there were like a few people at it's the just unveiling 100 years uh and they said there was oh, gonna yeah, be a sorry. lot of people Continue. it might have been a bicentennial in the other movie but this one it's it's they say 100 years I think it was 100. Um, and then I believe in the original that, like, the fog doesn't... I don't think it goes under doors. Well, this one teases that it goes under doors, right? Like, it, like it's like, look at me, I'm the fog, and then it pulls back. And I, I do want to say, I also... You mentioned, like, you remake a movie because you can do the effects better. The CG in this movie looks, like, garbage. Like, the fog, the first time we see the big fog coming over the ocean, looks so bad. Uh, was not in, not convinced in, with that at all. Um, even like the translucent ghost, I, it looks so it freaking looks cheesy. So stupid, and we barely see any ghosts. And I feel like the ghosts in the original one are. I think they're they're great. I I don't know. Like I'm yeah. just. I mean, it's Carpenter and practical effects are like one of the reasons why he has a huge following. We love uh, the thing. You know, we love the way he does Big Trouble Little China. We love. Um, even though I escaped from New York and escaped from LA, I don't remember which one was first. I think it's New York is first. I need to watch again. I saw it as a kid, but from my understanding, a lot of people love that movie. You know, Kurt Russell's great in it. And then, like, I love Halloween, uh, especially the first one. I like the second one. Um, 
I, I like Season of the Witch, to be freaking honest, which has the same guy from The Fog. Um, oh, but, yeah. But, uh, man, like, this movie, the CG's not good, the, the costume design's not good, and let, we, were, we were starting to get to that ending with Maggie Grace's character, Elizabeth Williams, is one of them? Like, or he, it was his girlfriend? I think she's, like, reincarnated. I guess. I was guessing. I just thought that that was so dumb. And they're in the graveyard. How? And she just vanishes. So he just wanted his girl back. Oh, and even the like the the kiss that they share is like it's it's so dumb. Like ghost kiss. Like what the what is happening? And it kind of like they allude to it because she's having like nightmares and all that crap. But it's not clear. Like and and again, why did it start all of a sudden? And why is she reincarnated? Like why? Like, how are they connected? Like, what? And, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. And even more, her whole, her physical body just vanishes. So her physical body became a ghost. Like, is that, or is that, is her physical body now just able to go with the ghost? Like, what the hell are we supposed to take from that ending? It doesn't make I just, any sense. They, they changed, like, so much of the story because in the, in the original, Father Malone finds that the journal. Book, yeah. Yeah, in his church, it like the wall or a chimney or something crumbles and he finds it that way. And it's like, oh, my gosh. In this one, she falls into the water in a boathouse. She's trying to get out. But, you know, the seaweed and a fishing net are like dragging her down because it's haunted. And she ends up knocking out some stones in the side of the freaking boathouse. And that's how she finds it. And I just feel like they were trying too much to like develop that when and then she's in the library studying and she's doing all this and she's trying to read the journal to everybody in the freaking movie like the all unnecessary you know changes. One, one thing i'm going to give this movie credit for is that d ray davis who is spooner has like at least three moments where it looks like he's gonna die but the black guy doesn't die in this horror movie so okay hats I'll off to you that. now you do make him sl- slightly stereotypical um and he is still like the servant character to the white protagonist, so not great, mind you. But hey, you didn't kill the black character. Nice, you know. You did make him. Uh, he was accused of murder, and then a white woman loses the evidence that would you know prove he wasn't a murderer because she slips on a plank. That I still don't understand how any of that transpired by the way like why was she walking the plank like is that too literal for a movie that's essentially about pirates you know like just dumb things like that happen throughout this movie and some of the worst attempts of scares like there's a part after they rescue Selma Blair's kid they're like moving and then Selma Blair just like comes out of nowhere and grabs her son and it's like played for a jump scare and I'm like I don't even understand how she's there much less that you made it a scare moment like it's if anything it should have been this like heartfelt like oh my god you saved my son and then maybe there's that love triangle that comes back into play to me none of that was relevant that there was a love triangle at all it was almost like someone didn't give a crap about their relationship or whatever you want to call their their booty calling or whatever and it's just like does anything in this movie matter because it doesn't feel like anything in this movie matters like none of the stakes matter there's the tension with the like the the son you know oh you have my name's on that whatever i'm nick castle whatever i don't care like it's oh oh there's nothing good nothing is good in this movie no i don't know why you made me watch it 
Well, you know what? I I I have to take full responsibility here. I I didn't do any research. I just like, hey, why not watch the remake? Cause... Well, I mean, it these are like more limited this month and last month, you know. Yeah. I... But I think there's there's definitely other movies that I've seen that I have not seen the remake of. There was actually one I thought of. A, a lot of them are horror movies. Though. Horror movies have had a lot of remakes, and so. Like, again, we have a second remake of Black Christmas coming out uh, this year that looks awful. And it's got Iomegan Poots, which makes me really sad. Or Imogen Poots, depending on if... I don't know how to say it, to be honest. But I'm a fan of hers. I see Imogen, yeah. Yeah, and then... Um, and Carrie Yules. Yeah, I, but that's part of the problem. It looks bad because they're I, making, like, a whole different movie than the original. Yeah. Like, why even call it Black Christmas? Why not just call and, it, like fraternity that, christmas you know that's what i don't understand either i'm gonna probably see that one because i also like imogen poots yeah. i feel like she should change her last name that's really hard it's but <laughs> um i'm gonna still see it but agreed like we and i mean the first one is so good the first one is so good yeah like i uh that's what i just don't understand make your changes and just name it something different i kind of wish we would have watched that remake though the the one from 2005 i think it is uh, or 2008 yeah. um because mary elizabeth winstead is in that one and i'm a big fan of her ramona flowers you know um and it, although i don't think it's good either i from what i've heard the, uh, the that remake is not good but i think that one's truer to the original this new one looks like they have just gone off the rails. Uh, and I feel like I can already see... Ex I feel like they're telling us exactly what's going to happen in that damn movie in the trailer. Yeah, oh, the trailer is so revealing, which is a problem. But, uh, you know, this movie, The Fog, 2005... Um, don't it, waste your time. They really don't waste your time. There's literally, literally nothing redeemable we'll about you. this film. We'll help you find other movies to watch instead. And I, <laughs> I want there to be... Like, I want to like every movie. Like, I was hoping maybe this would be at least so so bad it's funny. Like campy. Yeah, and it's not. It's it's so bad. It's fr like the worst scene in this movie to me. And there's a lot of bad scenes, but when the ghost shows up in the, uh, it's not the church. They don't go to the church in this one. They go to the t the city hall. Um, and the old man stands up to the ghost, and the ghost, like, force pushes him, like to the to the cemetery. <laughs> like he's just like, like power walking, glass, right? Yeah, and the guy's like, I mean poor stuntman who had to tumble over and over and over again for this horrible movie for a scene that doesn't even make sense i'm like what why is he why is he force pushing him and he's like power walking he's just like leaning forward and walking and it goes on for a long time it's like a good 10 second 15 second scene of this guy being pushed backwards and tumbling and going through walls and it's so dumb and then they just set him on fire like, why did he need to be in the cemetery to set him on fire? It didn't make any sense. Because uh, everything transpired there, John. But did it? Did it all happen in the water? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in this movie. Oh, man. She turns into a ghost. Yeah. You know? And then, I don't know. And the the relationship with Selma Blair and the, uh, the, the weatherman, which I remember being much less steamy. Because uh, yeah. they're, they're so overtly sexual charged in... The guy is a creep. Um, the webcam thing, like, in 2005, too, that's, it was a pretty smooth signal for 2005, like, streaming. Like, we, we don't even Skype with video to avoid lag. And there was, like, no lag. And when when he, like, flies back from being on fire, and, like, 
her her reaction is so bad. It's like super muted. I think she says something like, um, oh, I can't remember what she said. It's something like he he's being attacked. Like it's like the worst reaction. It's like the dude was uh, on fire. Like not a little bit. He was smothered in flames. And your reaction's like, oh, he's in trouble. Like no, no, he's dead. Like there's nothing left. Okay, one of the, I'm looking at the IMDb quotes page for this, and there oh, is a God. quote, and it just says "Holy shit!" That's the quote. That's it. <laughs> they quoted that. Like it's not even like a context quote. Like why did he say that? It's not of like a unique phrase. Why would they quote that? Um, what was her name? Uh, what's the ri- the DJ is Mikey? Is that what you said, Mikey? Oh, oh they have no. no quotes for it. No one's put any quotes from her in on the IMDb quotes page. So. And why should they? Who wants to sit through that movie and put Stevie Wayne, which was her name in the, fir- the yes. first one, too. Yes, I mean, was. I feel like Adrian Barbeau is kind of a hard person to follow up, but still, you could have at least showed up and tried. Yeah, uh, Stevie Wayne, now what kind of fog moves against the wind is quoted on this IMDb quotes page. That happens early, and that's the first sign that something's not right with that fog. Um does it work right here and get to... I feel like that gives you a pretty good idea about this movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> Those so two bad. Quotes right there. <laughs> and the Spooner joke, they, the Gilligan and Skipper joke was awful. It, guys, this movie, I'm sorry, I, I am, I apologize. It's it's easily one of the worst, and it's not. We're not even giving you a great funny episode because we are one rushing, and uh, two, I don't have a whole lot else to say. There's not a lot that happens in this movie. Um, like people die kind of like the the two girls are killed by nothing we don't see them actually die we see them thrown through the window and they yeah, I remember in the first one I'm pretty sure that there are like they use those big fishing hooks like to you know there's definitely a hook a hook imagery is is a prominent part some people yeah and this one they like lightly knock on well actually it's like an echoing big like knock Boomy knock knocking. but I mean like it's not even scary no, and, and then we even get story explanation for that. That was how they knocked on the hole of the boat before they set them all on fire. Um, God. Yeah, Over-explaining. It, yeah, uh, that's a big trend with horror remakes, right? Like, they, they over-explain lore. They're stupid. And it's, yeah. Well, I get the idea that, like, if you're into the lore, you want to know more. But usually knowing more is disappointing or it's superfluous or, you know it's often why it's disappointing is because our own minds fill in gaps much better than what will actually be there and it's just never it's never as cool when you over explain things or when everything makes like they're driving and the windows get busted out of the the truck why there's no nothing's happening like it doesn't make sense that they just busted the window out of the car like is is it a jump scare yes is it a good one no it's stupid and it doesn't make any sense why the window just implodes on them yeah and then nothing happens like if the windows imploded and then there was a ghost or something okay but it's just like boom windows explode nothing even when she when she like i don't think she googles but when she searches for those symbols on the computer and the computer just like explodes like why does the ghost not want her to know that you know what i mean like what why would the ghost like prevent her what what entity would stop her from learning the symbols it's not like they have some hidden agenda like, they're very blatantly coming for them. Like, there's no reason to be secretive or high something. Yeah. I, like, I felt like that, in, like, the first one, that was the whole thing, is they wanted everyone to know how this town was founded. 
Right. Yeah. Like this was, and, and that would be exactly. So you Google it or whatever, and the computer explodes to stop you from learning information. It's like no, you're just stopping us from being, you know, maybe speeding this up a bit. You're adding eleven minutes to yeah. the movie. That's already too long. Yeah. And again, the scene where she loses the tape of the even the whole murder plot that like that Spooner's in trouble with the law is stupid. Like, we don't need that. Like, that's not this movie. Because, again, no, nothing happens with that. Like, I'm glad Spooner wasn't killed because, again, it is a trope to kill the black character. Especially the only black character. But, like, at the same time, you then just force plot in that doesn't do anything. Nothing comes of it. You know? It's not even, like, funny. It's not like Spooner's like, I told you I ain't killed nobody. Like, there's nothing that matters about that scene other than it, it added more time and it gave... I guess it gives Tom Welling's character a slight chance to look like a good guy because he's, like, defending his employee. But not really because, again, nothing actually comes of it. It's just forgotten because there are ghosts killing people. Like, you know, there's no mystery. Like, even the drunk guy, I think he... Well, in the original, he's drunk. In this one, I'm not... I can't remember. I really hated this movie. Is that the I metal wanted... detector guy? Yes. Yeah like the deaths were complete I'm I feel like they're completely different I think that he died in a boathouse like I just I just oh man well and the the poor dog and then the guy like I guess he has left yeah I was just now. pissed about that yeah yeah well cause it's it's kind of out of nowhere I don't I don't remember if they killed dogs but like why would they kill a dog why to piss us off yeah, and well, I, mean, I meant like, why would the ghost do it though? Like that's this is mm -hmm. where I get mad with a lot of horror movies well, when the internal logic of the characters that are doing the bad things don't add up to anything because it and like I um I had to refresh my memory with um I with uh, the plot synopsis I didn't even get to read all of it but like in the first one they're out to like get particular people they want the descendants of the people who did that to them and started the town. And in this one, they're just after everybody. Yeah, and, but again, it's not like they're after anybody I mean, with if... a real agenda. And that's, again, the problem is that movies like this, they do this thing where they they just like try to put scary ideas into the film. And they're loosely tied together. But the actual, when you look at the motivation of the creature, the ghost, the whatever it is, you they give it a... Like, they make it sound scary, but then there's nothing. Like, oh, he's, it's revenge. It's like, yeah, okay, why did he kill the dog then? And, like, was that guy, like, maybe, I don't know. Like, yeah, they burned their whole, like, boat, but so they're just now randomly killing? It's not like if it was whatever the fog touched, it died. That'd be different. You know, I think that's, like, the mist or something where there is, like, a movie like that, right, where the mist touches oh, you. Oh, God. But this is, this is, like, no, no, the fog is just there. Actually... To be fair, I don't really understand where the fog comes into any of it, other than it's, like, a cool visual, right? But as far as, like, a plot synopsis, it doesn't really make sense that there's fog. You know, like, why do they have fog power? Because they were burned? So shouldn't it be, like, smog power? Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, why fog? Okay, let's let that go. That's what happens. These, they come in on the fog. Still don't fully understand that. But none of the logic of why they're killing people makes sense in this movie they just go willy-nilly like yes okay they're they're targeting these people but they're not just targeting those people they're targeting because like if they were why don't they go to the lighthouse right like it doesn't go right for the lighthouse yeah because i thought the 
they do in the original and i mean in the original they're not only just going they're it's people that are in their way too yes i believe which it's is been but a that's while. in their way yeah in, their in this way. one it's like they go i don't know because again if they want okay if they want to kill the whole town fine why aren't they why do they take 24 hours because the fog shows up and then we get a whole day before they come back so okay like if there was something like there's no indication that they could even fight these people off like if the lighthouse because the light like cuts through the fog if that was the explanation then that could have become a thing right where like maybe if we use flashlights we can defend ourselves like they can only be in the dark but that's not a thing um the so also why couldn't they come during the day why could they only come at night apparently you know like there's a bunch of and i usually wouldn't nitpick something like this if i enjoyed the movie but if i don't enjoy the movie i'm gonna nitpick it to death because now i'm like there's got to be something good right there has to be some reason this movie got made and all i'm finding is more reasons why it shouldn't have been made not anything to support uh the positive so Mm -mm. i i'm i think that's enough i feel like we've we've said bad things to the point where it's probably just getting um i feel like we need to make a lower rating I'm gonna. I'm content with avoid like the plague. Uh, avoid like the. We'll call it avoid like the fog. <laughs> I'm gonna say that times ten. Yeah. Oh wow. Um. Yeah. Uh, truly nothing redeemable for me in this movie. I still think I like the John Carpenter one, although I do need to rewatch it. Uh, I will probably do so during October if I can. Uh, I don't know how busy I'm gonna be. I may not be able to squeeze that many movies in next month, but. Um. Yeah. So we have one more left for remakes. Um. And I have to. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. I don't know if you do because you've got to pick it. It's one that I'm excited about though because I remember that. I remember that it was a movie that I've seen. You have not. And it is. Um, uh oh oh that's right, Corey. We get to watch Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1978, um, which I have seen. Corey has not, and it's her pick. Um, I am very excited to get to rewatch this film. Um, if you've not seen Invasion of the Body Snatchers, uh, either one, we recommend that you check out the the 56 one. Um, I have seen even the Invasion from a few, I think like 10 years, 15 years ago with uh, Nicole Kidman. Oh, Don't yeah, that. I that's, remember that being... That's not good. Um, that's real bad. Oh, Nicole. That's the fog level bad. Um, oh, no! But it is uh, 1978, directed by Philip Kaufman, stars the man Don- Donald Sutherland, uh, Brooke Adams, Leonard Nimoy, Veronica Cartwright, Jeff Goldblum, the trend in Corey's picks this month, um, Art Hindle, and then it kind of just dwindles off from there. Um, I very much enjoy this movie. I am looking forward to hearing what you think, Corey. That's what we'll be talking about on our next episode. Um, anything you want to add before we get to our social media and our farewells? No. Well, with that, uh, you can follow us, uh, our social medias. I'm at Burke Reviews and Corey. At great R star, two R's on the end. If you like the podcast, please rate and review us. It helps us find new subscribers. Um, if you uh, want to keep up with our reviews, go to burkreviews.com. I post reviews every week, usually of the newer movies. I have one just posted for Hustlers, um, Peanut Butter Falcon, and Angry Birds 2 is going to be posting here new- soon. I am hoping to see Ad Astra this weekend, and I've heard horrible things about Rambo Last Blood, so I'm may i have to see it right now because that's the plan for bloody awesome this month but matt also has heard bad things so we might be able to change to i don't know there's not a lot of other options for september like we either have to see downton abbey which neither of us really want to watch um or 
There's like one other movie that also doesn't look good. Uh, but Last Blood is getting like like the guy who wrote the original book from Rambo tweeted that he's embarrassed to have his name attached to that <gasps> movie franchise because of this movie. So yeah, um, that doesn't necessarily reflect on the film. Of course, that could just be that guy's opinion. But still, that's a really harsh thing to just throw out there. So. Um, so with that thanks for listening and until next time keep watching movies this has been a Burke Reviews podcast BurkeReviews.com do you like movies do you like podcasts or are you just lonely if the answer is yes and even if it's not then check out the What I Watch Tonight show's filmtastic selection of podcasts Covering the entire movie verse, there's something for everyone, so come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers.